Before we dive in, I want to tell you about my brand new guide, Be Your Own Boss, How to Scale to 5K Months. So if you're an online service-based entrepreneur and you are looking to get to those 5K months and beyond, this guide is for you. We're talking all about how to niche down, craft your signature offer, get clients, and everything you need to know to get to those 5K months and beyond. So I am really excited for you to check it out. You can just head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020, or you can just click it. It's right here in the show notes. Okay, on to the show. I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and I want to help you launch, grow, and scale your business so you can have that freedom-filled life you desire. I left my 9-to-5 six years ago to do exactly this, and within the first year, replaced my 9-to-5 income, then doubled it, and have been growing non-stop. Since then, I've been able to grow my business while traveling the world, road tripping across the country, speaking on stages, you name it. I have built a life that allows me to do what I love and do it all on my own terms. And that is exactly what I want to teach you. Launching, scaling, impact, creativity, brainstorming, we talk about it all on the story behind the journey and we do it with the raw honesty that's going to help you not just dream about building your business, but actually get inspired to do it. So grab your favorite dessert and get ready to dive into all things business. This is the Story Behind the Journey podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Story Behind the Journey. Today we are talking all about funnels and ads with my good friend Kieva. And I am really excited about this one because honestly, I feel like I feel like so many entrepreneurs get stuck here, right? Like they hear the word funnels, they hear the word ads, and they just kind of freeze up, right? They think that sounds tech, that sounds complicated, and then nothing happens. Or on the flip side, maybe you've actually had experience with ads and like me in my early years trying ads, you got frustrated because maybe you thought that ads were supposed to be this magic pill where you used them and instantly were flooded with all kinds of subscribers and when that didn't happen, you got frustrated and again, the tech, and then you just sort of gave up. So I am really, really excited to be diving into this because like I said, funnels, ads, like these are very important parts of your business. And in my talk with Kiva, we really break down what it means and why at its core, it's just relationship building. And that's not so scary after all. So lots of step-by-step, lots of tactile advice in here. So you are not going to get overwhelmed. And there's even a tip at the very end that I, you'll hear me talk about it because she gives it. And I instantly say, you know, this is amazing. Like, I love this tip. And it was kind of an eye-opener for me. And I think it'll be one for you too. And it has to do with writing your emails. So no more waiting. Let's dive into the episode. So if you don't mind, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself and tell me a little bit more about what you do. Thank you. My name is Kiva. I am a digital marketer. Funnels are my gig. Um, So I'm what you would call a funnel specialist. I run a funnels agency uh, where we help course creators and coaches um, create an automated way to promote their their signature program so that they can earn consistent income from it. And so that's basically what I do. That's amazing. I am so excited to get into that because I feel like that is a topic that is so important and yet it scares so many people. So I'm really looking forward to diving into it more. But before before we talk about now, let's kind of go back. Like, Let's go back all the way to the beginning 
before you, like when you were just starting to have your business idea, how did that all start? What did that start of your entrepreneurial journey really look like? It's been an interesting journey, to be honest, because I wasn't always um, a service-based entrepreneur. It started with me having an e-commerce business of my own. This was, say, about five or six years ago. Um, And starting that business, I had to learn how to promote what I was doing, right? Um, in In a bit to learn how to promote what I do, I found digital marketing and I realized this was something I really love. Um, and so I decided um, to start a, a digital marketing agency. This was last year. Um, before then, I had gone ahead to get some training, get some certifications. And so I started out last year. Um, but early this year, we decided to like really niche down and only serve a particular kind of customer, which is coaches, creators, people who are basically trying to sell um, some form of knowledge product to impact other people. So that has been the journey. Um, it really started out as me wanting to learn more to build my own business. And I realized that this was something I really enjoyed doing. So it sounds like you had another business and then through the process of researching funnels for that business, you decided this is actually really fun and, and this is what I want to focus on. Is that kind of how it turned out? And so when we started um, the digital marketing agency, we were full stack. And we offered the full range of services from websites to even video content production, um, Google ads, SEO. You know, we were doing literally everything. Um, but as we went on, yes, I, I, I stumbled across funnels as something that, you know, people who wanted to sell courses would need specifically. And we were doing it alongside other things. But, you know, the main reason why we decided to just um, you know, f- um, drill down to doing just one else was because I realized that it helped to just have a main focus. Um, and we wanted to be able to deliver the best service experience to all our clients. Um, so right now we're really drilling down so that we have a proven strategy, a proven method of getting results for a specific kind of, um, a specific kind of customer. Um, so I think this decision was basically because we wanted to be able to give our clients the best. And we figured that if we're trying to do everything, um, it would distract us from being able to do that. Well, talk to me a little bit about that because, I mean, I really love a good pivot. <laughs> like, I've talked, we've, we've started this whole series on this podcast talking to people who pivoted um, during the pandemic. But I think, you know, even in my own career, I have pivoted so many times. And I think it's really powerful because, you know, we are not like, we're not say our parents' generation where we have to do the same exact thing for 50 years. We are allowed to change course. And I think that's really powerful. So I'm definitely interested in exploring that a little bit more. And, you know, like you said, you went from this full stack digital marketing company to really niching down and specializing, you know, in sales. And so talk to me a little bit more about that pivot, you know, talk to me about like, I mean, was it scary? Like, did you feel nervous at all? Because you were doing well at what you did and you, you knew what you were doing. And so was it scary at all to then sort of switch gears a little bit and, and really niche down and hone in on that one thing? To be honest, it was so scary. I'm, I'm not even going to lie and say that right now, I still don't worry like Kiva, are you missing out on like a whole world of opportunities out there? Every almost every other day, I have um, clients approach me um, with opportunities, like things 
still marketing related that they want us to do for them. And by us, I mean our agency that I have to say no to. And so, yes, it's a daily, um, you know, it's something I'm still working out daily. I think some of the things I've had to, um, you know, battle with is, first of all, the fact that I can do all these other things. Right, and I'm having to constantly remind myself that Kiva, it's fine that you know how to do all these other things, but right now you're taking the decision to focus on this one thing so you can do it really well. And so it's, um, you know, when you have someone um, come to you and say, I want you to do this thing, and you're like, oh yes, I can totally do that. But because you've made this decision that, you know what, I'm not going to like, go this route, it's a bit of a distraction based on the goals, the new goals, I've said for myself, it takes a whole lot of discipline to stick with that. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, I'm not so sure right now, I had a client who had come um, and, you know, wanted to run. I'm saying Google Ads campaign. It was very e-commerce related. And because this person was kind of family, I had to say yes. Against my better judgment, I did say yes. And as of when we started this project, it was going great. And we were offering great service. Um, but when it came to the point where we had to troubleshoot, because we marketing, a lot of times you'd have to troubleshoot, like, why is this not working? Why are we not getting this result? I realized that it became, so, it became such a huge burden because in that moment, that wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And it, it just felt so off. At the end of the day, um, I had to offer this person a part refund because I just, I, I just didn't feel like I was being true to myself. And so there's having to battle with the fact that you have to just say no, even though you know how to do this thing. But because right now your focus has changed, your goal has shifted, um, it takes a lot of discipline to just say no. And then the other thing is even the money, right? Um, so I, I know that a lot of times it's easy to um, do a full pivot when you are like oh, you have no worries in the world you don't have bills and, and whatnot um but in a case where you have someone saying i want you to do this for me and i mean they're offering you four figure like good some good money you know that this person is going to pay you well you have to ask yourself like okay is this a wise business decision is this smart for me to actually say no to this person and so decisions decisions every day i'll tell that one thing that really helped me is just to be able to write down my goals, um, keep that picture of what we hope to achieve by niching down, keep that picture in mind and stick with it because the distractions come at, on a daily basis, to be honest. I love that. I, and I think that's a really great idea with writing down your goals and keeping them close because I do think it's so easy for us to get caught up in exactly like you said, there are so many things that we come up against, whether it's, you know, guilt or um, like scarcity mindset or just worrying, you know, what if the money doesn't come or what if I could be doing this or, oh, but I really think I could help this person. And all of it kind of distracts from our larger goal and our larger mission if we're not careful with it. So I, I really like your suggestion of just having those goals written out. And I'm kind of, I'm curious, you touched on this, but aside, aside from this one person, I mean, how have you, like, how have you been able to stick to your guns and say no when, you know, when somebody comes to you and they want to, they want to hand you a bunch of money and they want to say like, here, do this thing for me. And you know, that it doesn't quite align. I mean, how, how do you just find the strength to be like, no, I am sticking. Like, I know what I want and this is not what I want. Uh, I'll say two things. First, I'm gradually 
every single day seeing the results of the decision I made to niche down. And I know that this is like just the beginning. So it's encouraging to know that what I'm doing is is yielding the kind of results that I want to see. Um, so in, in, in this industry, in the marketing industry, or even in the coaching industry, it's common knowledge that, you know, once you can um, really hone down on one specific thing that you do, you're able to raise your prices more easily because now you're living a, a better experience. Um, you have more testimonials and results that are in line with that one thing that you decided to do. And so just um, keeping my eyes on, on the reward <laughs> helps, you know, in addition to what I said earlier about writing down the goals. The other thing that I find, which I recently adopted, um, really helped me is um, my network. So right now, I'm very quick to refer. And so someone comes to me and says, hey, Kiva, I need you to do this, I need you to do that. I'm thinking, okay, uh, sometimes I even go as far as, actually, this is someone I have a personal relationship with. I go as far as maybe engaging them on a brief call. Um, I'm still a strategist at the end of the day, regardless of whatever I niche down to. So it means that I can have a conversation with someone and give them a picture of the direction that they should um, go with their business. And so I, I sort of engage them a little bit on that, give them a few pointers and let them know that um, I would refer someone that could implement, you know, very well. But if this is someone who I don't have a um, previous relationship with and they're just asking me, maybe they send me a DM or they, they get my WhatsApp number and send me a message, I just let them know, oh, hi, what's oh, sorry, right now we decided um, to no longer like work with this um, set of people, but I do have a colleague who I know um, who handle this very well, very excellently. And a lot of times people are like, okay, yes, great. I'll take that. I'll take that offer. Uh, yeah. I really like that. I like that you kind of have different strategies depending on if it's a personal relationship or if it's a cold outreach. And first of all, I love your candidness in the first part of that answer, because you are exactly right that the more niche down, the more specialized, the, the, I mean, there's so many things like, yeah, you can, you can charge higher prices because you are a specialist, you know, it's just like the comparison, um, to, you know, doctors, right? Like if you think about the salary of somebody that's a, just a primary doctor versus somebody that's, you know, um, a cardiologist or a neurologist, like the, the salary differences are quite different. And it's because of the specialization, the, the skill, all of that. And so you're exactly right that the more you can niche down and that's why it is so important. It's not just this thing that we say <laughs> to like make your life harder while you try to figure out what your niche is. It's because it really helps you, number one, serve people in the best way possible, meeting them exactly where they're at. And number two, it helps you to be able to build more income so that you can serve people better, so that you can have more of an impact on your life and on others. So I think that's a really important point. And, and I also really like what you said about just connecting people, you know, I think it's really powerful to be a connector in that way. And, um, and to, you know, I know that I have friends that, that is exactly how I think of them. They will send people to me when it feels like a fit and I'm happy to send people to them. And they're kind of known for being that connector. And that's a really powerful thing as well. And that can really help you grow your network, your client base uh, and your business. So I, I love that. That's all really, really good. I want to, I want to switch gears for a little bit and now talk about what you do, which is, like I said, the sales funnels and paid ads, uh, because like I said, I think on the surface, these things can feel really intimidating to people. You know, they hear the word funnels and they just sort of freak out. They're like, I don't know what that means. That sounds scary. Or they hear ads and they start to be like, oh my God, I don't want to, you know, it just, it, I feel like it, it gets 
us in our heads and, and we start to sort of worry about it or worry how we're going to come across. And in reality, these things are powerful. They're important. They're a necessary part of running your business. And so I'm excited to kind of dive into this with you and break it down a little bit so that it seems a little bit less scary. So if you're talking to somebody like that, who is really new to funnels, really new to ads, they don't really know much about it other than the fact that it gives them anxiety when they hear about it. What would you say to them? Uh, I would say there's no need to be anxious, to be honest. Um, funnels can be quite technical. Um, but again, I would say it depends on how you approach it. I've always seen funnels as a way to build a relationship with your audience. And so once um, you approach it from the relationship building um, perspective, it just makes it um, feel super easy. Um, so in my world, we'll define a funnel as the steps you take a stranger through or a website visitor through um, up to the point where they convert. Conversion here means they pay you money for that thing that you have, that you want them to pay for. Um, I I love to um, liken funnels to a relationship. Like you you meet this stranger today, you don't just ask them to marry you. And marry you here will be the equivalent of asking them to pay you for something. But rather you and probably try to build um, some form of rapport with them. And then you get to know them more, build um, a, a good friendship. And then when you realize that, okay, we're a good fit, this person likes me, I, I like them, it's 100%, then you can go down on one knee and ask for their hand in marriage. And then at that point, the chances are higher that they would say yes to you. And so funnels are very similar. Uh, the, the truth is, everybody, whether you're a coach, whether you're a business owner, everybody has a funnel. The question is, are you have you um, taken deliberate measures to ensure that you have a funnel that converts? Because as long as people um, people who have never heard about you find out about you one day and they end up paying you money, it means that you have a funnel, right? Um, so typically, the way we build funnels, and um, we utilize email marketing. It's usually at the center of the relationship building. And so we have, um, um, we, we build up a series of emails. There's going to be um, a base, which is commonly called a freebie or a lead magnet. And that is basically something that will be of use. To, so say, for example, I, um, I uh, let me see, let me find an example. I'm a photographer. And I, I, I teach people how to start photography businesses. It means that my audience would be people who also run their businesses and they need help and maybe putting better structure in place. And so first, I need a base to attract the people that I want, which would be photographers. And so I would have to think, what is the major pain point for these people, right? And then come up with the perfect um, material. It could be a checklist. It could be an ebook. Just come up with something that would attract these people. And then I put it out there. And so when these people come in, the question now is now they are aware that I exist. And to an extent, they see that I'm an authority in this area. But what are the steps I take to further build this relationship and get them to trust me? And so this is where the series of emails come in. Um, we call them the welcome, nurture, and sales. So welcome is where you download this freebie. Um, the nurture email is where we continue to give you some, some more value. And then the sales email is at the point where we pitch the sale. Uh, I, because I 
my my method uses ads, right? So I, I believe that ads are a great way to first of all test your funnel fast, and second of all, um, to scale, right? Um, lead generation is a made it's a big problem for lots of coaches. Like I have all these things. In fact, I have a funnel, but how do I get people into the funnel? Um, lots of people have horror stories about ads. I know that, especially Facebook ads. Um, however, I I think that that's the case because so many people, you know, Instagram is at our fingertips. Facebook, we we go we go on Facebook almost every day, and so the barrier of entry is very low. And so, so many people try their hands at ads without really understanding how to run ads. You know, if ads are run the right way, we actually get a lot of a lot of results. And so with ads, if you use an ad to promote your freebie, you can be guaranteed that you get more eyeballs on on your offer, on yourself at the end of the day. And so you bring all these people in, you take them through the emails, and then you pitch the sale. At the end of the day, they're they are very warm leads and they're more likely to convert. And so that's, that's really um, a glimpse at what it is that we do for, I think I've tried to make it as simple as possible. Yeah, no, you did great. No, and I I love the comparison to a relationship, and I really liked what you said at the beginning about just comparing it to a relationship and as it being a way for you to connect, because I think that sort of takes away some of the scariness, right? Because at the end of the day, you're right, it is just about connection, you know? And it is about building that relationship. It's about getting to know each other, um, you know, making sure you're the right fit for each other and and trying to, to help people, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know? And so I think... I think just keeping that in mind and viewing it as, you know, this is just this is just a way to build connection. This is just a way to build a relationship. It kind of takes off some of that pressure. I agree. What do you think? Because I, I agree with you. Ads are, they are the greatest thing. And they are also, I think, the most frustrating thing for a lot of new entrepreneurs. Because I think we feel like, I definitely remember feeling this way when I first got into ads where it felt like, oh, all I have to do is, you know, put out an ad and the emails are just going to roll in and the sales are just going to roll in. And of course it takes time. You know, you have to, you have to have the right ad. You have to have the right audience. Like there are so many pieces that go into it. What mistake do you see people, do you see aspiring entrepreneurs running into the most when it comes to uh, setting up their ads? Um, I would say it's not um, the number one mistake I see lots of people make is being impatient, being in a hurry to see results from the ads. To be honest, if you want to run paid ads, you have to be willing to test, test, right? And so the number one mistake is people think I start running this ad today. Once I put in some money into this ad, guaranteed I must see results like in a couple of days. Um, but the sweet spot for ads is really being able um, to understand the um, the data that the ads give you after you've run it for six and four hours or three days or one week, and then being able to look at that data and let that inform your decisions going forward. Um, so the way we run ads is once we, um, for example, if we're working with a client who has a very huge budget, right? This client understands how that adds an investment and they're willing to put in a lot of money. Um, the first thing we do is take just a little bit of that um, of that budget and then run a test, typically for one week, sometimes maybe less, maybe three days, depending on how long we have um, to get results for this client. And so we look at the data. Um, there are certain metrics that show, uh, there are benchmarks for certain metrics. If those metrics are not performing as much as we want them to, 
there are certain things you need to look at to say, okay, maybe this is what needs to be tweaked. I need to adjust this, I need to adjust that. And then once you make those changes, um, you would see, you would definitely see a huge improvement. And that's the point where you can now say, okay, um, I this ad is doing well. Now let me increase my budget. Right. So the number one mistake is thinking that okay, ads are like this magic platform, they're this magic thing that once I just I just need to learn how to set up the ad and I'm good. No, you actually need to understand what the metrics basically. Um yeah. So just being able to combine the fact that you you know that I have to test, I have to get the data, understand the data and let that inform my decisions. That is how you run great ads. Yeah, I think that's so important. I mean, it is it is so much a game of patience. And like you said, testing and looking at the data and going back. And th- yeah, there is just no sort of skipping over over that step. Um, you you mm-hmm. just have to be willing to experiment with it. Yeah, absolutely. What about when it comes to funnels? Because I think I think sometimes entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, they're kind of familiar with, you know, like, okay, I kind of like, they get the idea of maybe what a welcome series is, but I think then a lot of times end up uh, quite frankly, just doing it wrong. You know, there's no real <laughs> rhyme or reason. I know this is what you work with your clients on, but kind of similar to that for somebody that's very new to this, they may, they maybe know that they need a lead magnet. They know that they need um, this, this nurture series, but they don't really know what that even looks like or, or what kind of information they should be providing to build that relationship. What would your advice to them be? Uh, I'll say two things. First of all, it's important to just get the knowledge um, to know what needs to be done. And I'm also aware that various people have various frameworks that work for them. Uh, typically, a welcome series, for example, it comprises of two emails mostly. There's the first one that delivers what you signed up for. And there's another one that we send out, um, say, an hour or two after you sign up, just to share with you our big why. Hello. Uh, and so it's in that email that we just tell you, oh, this is what we're all about. This is why we love to do it. Um, and so it's the start of let's get to know each other. And so after that, we go into the nurture email, depending on how long. Now, this could vary, right? Um, but this is just a typical example. And the nurture email could probably be about five emails. Um, it could be less, again, depending on the goal or how um, what the, your sales cycle needs to be, how long it needs to be. But we'll send an email like every day, literally giving value. And so there are, there, are, there are various things that we address. First, we even start by agitating the problem. And so we, we talk about this thing that you you need help with and um, how that these are the solutions that you could be looking at. And so we agitate the problem. We prefer a solution. Um, at this point, we're not even trying to sell. We're just trying to build relationship. And then a day after, we give you something else that is of value. Usually. Um, a, download, um, a downloadable piece of um, information. And so at this point, you're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing that has happened to me. Like, I, I love being on your email list, right? And then um, another day after, um, I think we share an email that um, is probably a testimonial a story, basically of maybe someone we worked with um, and how they got results and just getting people to be able to see themselves in that person's shoes and the process the person went through to solve the problems. And so at this point, um, the reader, the person on the other end, that's the person you want to convert, is already like, um, you know what? I think that this person might have something for me. Uh, because if 
that I've helped this other person get results, then perhaps, um, you know, I, I'm the next person we want to work with. And so this is now the point where there's an email that talks about this our solution, our way of, of doing stuff, and then we can maybe go ahead to pick the sale. Um, so there's usually, um, I think one, a lot of, a lot of times, one thing that coaches don't realize is to, there's, there's a framework you have to have um, a framework or get a proven framework from someone who um, probably knows how to do it and, and not just play by the ear, right? Another thing I realized when I came into the world of funnels is and the fact that lots of people write their emails not from scratch, but using um, prompts, right? Even um, as an agency, we had to create like documents that when whenever we're working on a project with clients, we don't write from scratch, right? We have templates. So that as we're writing, we, we have the prompts of what should be inserted here, here, and there. It just makes it easy to, to build the funnel <laughs> because you find that you're wasting less time. You're not coming up with writer's block like, oh my gosh, what should I write now? I'm done talking about myself. I'm talking about my solution. What else should go in this email? Um, so I think the summary of what I've tried to explain is get help, finding um, something that works and using that rather than trying to improvise from scratch. Because when you try to start from scratch or improvise, it means you want to do trial and error, which will take you more time um, before you get the result that you're looking for. I hope that answers the question you asked. Yeah, no, this is amazing. So first of all, I love the way you laid it out. I mean, I'm all about step-by-step and that was very step-by-step. So I appreciate that. And I really, I mean, everything you said again about building that relationship, I mean, you're really treating this like a friendship, you know, like, I always try to compare it to a friendship and that, you know, anything with relationship building, which is just, you would not make a new friend and instantly start being like, buy my thing, buy my thing, right? You would not have that friend for very long. And so what you're saying about, you know, how you, you take the time where you give them their freebie and then you, you know, talk about the, your big why, which um, if you're, if you're talking directly to your ideal client, of course, that's also going to be related to their big why. So you're automatically going to have that connection. And then just building that over a series of emails. I mean, that, that's exactly, in my opinion, the right way to do it, where you are building that relationship, you are giving them value, you're not asking for anything in return. And then at the end of that, you're saying, hey, if you want to keep, you know, working together, if this is working for you, then, you know, here's what we can do. I think that's great. And I also have to say, I love what you said about having a template for these emails, because that is a mistake I made all the time. It, it Like, it, it's almost like I thought that the harder I had to make it harder for myself. Like I, if I used a prompt, I was cheating or something, which is ridiculous <laughs> thinking back. Right. Because it's like, you're, you're right. It's what are you doing? You don't need to make this harder than it is. You don't need to do this all from scratch. Like you can, you know, you having those prompts, it makes it easier. It makes it feel uh, more organic. And and there are these proven strategies, especially in your case, right. Where you, you know, what works from having worked with clients. And so I think that that tip about the prompt um, that was really good. So thank you for that. Welcome, Angela. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I have to say that this, I mean, there's so, so, so much more we could dive into. I am, you have demystified, I feel like, like, even though we've just scratched the surface, I feel like you've very much demystified uh, funnels and ads. And I feel like you have given us a lot of really good tips to work with. And I really appreciate that. As as we start to kind of wind down here, what is one resource that you would recommend to our listeners? One resource I would recommend, uh, I'd say 
any of Russell Brunson's materials. Um, so I particularly love the consequence. And um, Russell Brunson is um, also founder of ClickFunnels, which is a funnel builder and only one funnel builder. You can also host like your courses on this platform and all of that. Russell is brilliant, he's amazing. And I think that there are tons of people that follow him, that follow his teaching. And so that would be the one thing I would recommend when it comes to funnels, I'll say start with the com secrets. He has a trilogy actually, um, there's traffic secrets, there's expert secrets. Um, but if you start with .com secrets, that is a good place to start, yeah. I have been meaning to look into, because I see his name everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I keep not actually looking into it. Like, and so I, but I've heard it come up a lot and, uh, and I will definitely take your recommendation and check him out. Cause I know that he is quite revered uh, in the entrepreneurial world and specifically for funnels. So that seems, that seems like it's worth checking out. Speaking of where can listeners find you? Uh, my Instagram handle will be a great place to start. Um, that's Kiva official. Um, my name gets me spelled a lot. It's the I before the E, the K-I-E-V-A. Um, I'm sure Angela would probably link it in the show notes. Um, so Kiva Official, and um, with the link in my bio, you can literally get access to any resource. Um, but my website is www.kivaofficial.com. Yeah, this has been this has been amazing. You have given so much insight. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh no, not really. I think I've I've spoken a lot. No, <laughs> I, you've been I'm, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be guilty of talking too much, but no, except if you have any other questions for me, which I would love to answer. Oh my God. Well, I feel like we might have to schedule another interview in the future because there's so much more we could get into. Like we really, really just scratched the surface. Yeah, <laughs> um, but definitely. no, but I appreciate your time so much. So thank you for, for doing this and for being here. Thank you so much, Angela, for having me. I had a great time answering all your questions. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. I hope you loved the episode as much as I did. I mean, that last tip was pretty great, right? Like it was well worth waiting for, right? If you loved the episode, I would be so grateful if you share it with a friend, maybe somebody else who's been struggling with funnels and ads, right? They could use some of this step-by-step advice. As always, thank you for listening to another episode and I will see you next week on the story behind the journey. Bye for now.